0: gentlemen welcome back to another hour of power where we talk nothing but the golden era professional wrestling my name is Jumpin' jay welcome back to 80s wrestling the podcast and as always i'm joined by the man the myth the legend the human action figure himself tommy fierro
1: (laughs) good thing i'm not an action figure i don't think many people will be buying it what's going on man
0: Listen, man, I'm excited. We had a great conversation last week. It kind of led us down a rabbit trail that led us to the topic at hand for this week. So I'm super excited to dive in. But as always, we got business to take care of right off the top. You are coming off of an action-packed weekend at the Wrestling Collector, the superstore you have there in New Jersey. You had some big Hall of Fame people swing into the store this weekend and I want to hear about it, and I know the
1: listeners do too, Tommy. So tell me, how was the weekend? Oh, it was awesome, man. Thank you for asking. Uh, this past Saturday, we had Haku in the store. He was signing autographs, taking pictures, and we had an array of different photos from fans to choose from, from Meng and Haku, King Tonga even. So it was cool. He was He's great, man. This is the third time I've uh, had him in the last couple of years and uh each time gets better and better with him he's such a cool cool guy such a nice and I, and I hate to uh kill any mystique of him he's probably the sweetest nicest man you'll ever meet um obviously you don't want to be in a bar fight with him or even rub him the wrong way but uh he's such a sweetheart man he's such a great guy we love uh my crew loves having him here in jersey and uh we also uh uh announced well we didn't announce it yet but we we told him and we got a, a booked. we're going to have haku a part of 80s wrestling con live uh may which i know that you're going to be at jay so uh, haku's been added to the list as well and then on sunday we had typhoon which he's the first time it's been a, uh, a a guest in the store twice he's the first guy to do it so he'll go down in the wrestling collector Hall of Fame book as the first two-time guest at the Wrestling Collector. He's with the Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, and man, Jimmy was just... He don't age, dude. You got I know I sent you some pictures <laughs> and videos of him. He looks like he did at WrestleMania 3. It's crazy. The guy just does not age. He was super cool, super friendly, um, very, very easy to work with, It was, and uh, he had a real good turnout as well. So, uh, all in all, it was a, a real great weekend. Thank you for asking. I got a, I got a couple follow up questions. Okay, uh, the first one
0: is you mentioned that Typhoon Tugboat it was his second appearance there. Now I know on location you have this amazing wall where everybody that comes in autographs the wall for you right by your the collector store logo. I'm wondering if you have a guy come for a second time, does he get to sign the wall a second time or how
1: does that work? No, no, only only one time. He he could have came back and signed a different gimmick, but. He signed all three of his gimmicks uh, the first time here. So he signed it as Typhoon. I'm looking at it right now, actually, as we're recording this. I'm in the back room at at my little uh, table here recording the podcast with you. I see Typhoon, Tugboat, and the Shockmaster. So he he actually signed it all three times already.
0: Did he sign
1: the the Shockmaster upside down? Like he had just fallen through the wall?
0: No, maybe we could do that for his third appearance at the start. And 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 then my next question is, I, so these guys walk into your store, and you have collectibles, everything from action figures, posters, magazines, trinkets, everything. Now, I'm sure when they first get there, they like to walk around and peruse the, the merchandise. Do you find that they, that they try to seek out things of their own, or do you think they look at everything? Like, does Tugboat go right to the Tugboat merchandise,
1: or does he well, kind of peruse everything? <laughs> Well, Tugbo actually is a a gigantic collector himself. I'm not sure if you know this or not. So he was like a kid in the candy store at at the Wrestling collector this past weekend. And I actually gave him as a gift because he he signed some stuff for me for the store. I gave him a night. Remember the old WWF WrestleMania uh, VHS game? Dude, yes, of course. Listen, brand new, still wrapped up in the cellophane. I gave it to him as a gift this past weekend. Uh, and he was very, 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 very happy that he got it. So he, it was cool because he's he's a big, uh, he's a big collector. But to answer your question, a lot of times it's hard for the talent to look around the store because the small is not gigantic. It's, it's a in the front. If, if you ever if you ever been here in the front, there's like a a store area which is probably about I'd say 600 square feet or so. And then in the back, it's another same size, about 600 square feet. That is the autograph room. So when the talent usually gets here, there's Fans lined up already in the store, waiting to get to the back room because they have a back room for the autographs. Sure. So it, they really can't don't get an opportunity to look around the after. But yeah, after the signing's over, before they leave, you definitely see them uh, looking around the store and, and they have wrestling playing on TV. So um, yeah, they they definitely do. That is fantastic. I, I can't imagine
0: having your own action figure, your own merchandise. And then some of it is 20, 30 years old. So it's kind of a trip down memory lane for them too. It probably takes them back to the place in time when they first saw it and they remember, you know, who was on their roster with them, who they were traveling down the road with. And so you, we, we often talk that your store is like a, a time machine for us fans, but it's got to be that and much more for the people that are actually, you know, in the merchandise themselves. When Haku comes through and he sees uh, his LJN or whatever you have of him, it's got to take him back in time. And so that's kind of a cool thing for them to get to come and experience too. Now, we're going to talk more merchandise because the topic of the day's show is awesome. But you have a Monday night virtual signing coming up with not one, but two superstars, Tommy. And so fill me in. How, how are things going for your big Monday night virtual coming up?
1: Monday night virtual spectacular. Spooktacular. This Monday night, originally, it was set to be the Boogeyman and Gangrel for this Monday. However, WWE needed the Boogeyman for a project next week. I really can't get into any details, though. So, he's unable to make Monday Night Virtual this Monday. The, the good news is, though, Jay, is that the Boogeyman will be at my store this Sunday. We're having a Halloween party at the Wrestling Collector. And we'll, we'll talk about that later at the end of the show. Um, but he'll be able to fulfill all the orders that anyone ordered to, to get virtually signed at the store. So at least everyone's going to get an autograph picture of Boogeyman. But, uh, you know, it was last second, WWF needed him. Obviously I understand. I'm sure when you see whatever he's doing, you'll understand as well. But, um, you know, we got Crowbar last second to to, to to fill in, and Crowbar's hot off a AEW appearance last week, and, He's probably hotter right now than he, he's ever been. So it'd be cool uh, to have Gangrel and Crowbar uh, virtually this Monday night. I, I believe Gangrel is going to do the first hour and a half by himself because uh, Crowbar uh, had a previous uh, commitment that he can only make half of it at the end, which is fine because he can catch up his part of the signing when he gets there. But um It'd be cool to have those two guys interacting with each other because you remember at the time, Gangrel was hot in the WWF as part of the brood. And at that point, there were still on Monday Night Wars and Cromar was in WCW. Uh, he was the WCW hardcore champion, tag team champion, Cruiserweight champion. So it'd be cool to, to, to have both those guys talk and, and, and interact with each other, I think.
0: For sure. They kind of have two different sides of what was going on in the two big companies at the time. And so it'll be fun to see them interact, and it'll be fun to get some, some photos signed. Now, I know if you haven't purchased a photo yet, there's still time, Tommy. You can go to 80swrestlingcon.com. There's a link right on the homepage. It'll take you right to the photos of Crowbar and Grand Grell, and you can watch them sign them live. Now, Tommy, the topic of the day, it's a big one. And we've already got calls waiting on the brand new, newly named Slamline. Bracky by the Collector Superstar. So you and I have often talked about, we were very fortunate. We grew up in what is called the golden era of professional wrestling. It was a boom period. Wrestling was everywhere in pop culture. We also grew up in a time where toys were taking off like a rocket ship. And I would dare say we also grew up in the golden era of toys. And one of those toys was action figures and professional wrestling led the way in the action figure line. And so today, based on a rabbit trail from last week's show, we've dedicated the whole show to talking about wrestling figures, not dolls, little muscular men, action figures. Tommy, we've got two calls waiting on the slam line. Are you ready to kick off the conversation about action figures?
1: I am. Just real quickly, before we do that, I just want to give a shout-out to one of our regular listeners of the show and also a regular for our 80s Wrestling Con Monday Night virtuals. Today is Marshall Hodge's birthday in Tennessee. So me and Jay want to wish you a happy birthday, Marshall, one of my favorites. Thank you for listening to the show every week.
0: I love it, Tommy. Giving shout-outs to longtime listeners. I dig it.
1: He's a big Tito Santana fan.
0: Arriba. Why don't you give him an Arriba for his birthday, Tommy? Come on.
1: I did already. You didn't hear me do it? I didn't hear you do
0: it. All right, we're going to jump onto the slam line. We've got a caller that's been waiting since the moment we kicked off the show. And so we're going to go to the lines now. Hello, welcome to 80s Wrestling, the podcast. Caller, where are you calling from and what's your name?
2: This is Joe. I'm on the slam line calling from Atlanta, Georgia.
1: Joe from Atlanta, Georgia. Welcome to 80s Wrestling, the podcast. We're talking action figures of the 80s. Obviously, there were a ton. There were LJNs. There were Bendys. There were thumb wrestlers. There were WCW Galoobs, There were AWA Remcos. What was your favorite down in Atlanta, Georgia, when you were a kid? The Bendies
2: and the Hasbros. It's about a tie, and I still have them to this day.
1: Nice. Do you have them, do you have them new in the package or no?
2: Uh, a couple of the Hasbros.
1: Cool. I'm gonna give you my number. Text me and I'm gonna. No, I'm like...
2: <laughs>
1: so tell tell me about some of your favorite figures you have and and some you know some memories growing up collecting them.
2: Yeah, uh, one of my favorite LJNs is the Ultimate Warrior. Um, like I know, like how they sold was kind of interesting. Like there was the end of the line for the Hasbro's, and I think Haku was in that too. There was like four of them that came out at the end of the LJN line. Ultimate Warrior was one of them. Um, that's So that's one of my favorite. And it's when you get into the finances of them, like, you can't get the Ultimate Warrior LJN for cheap on eBay. Like, you're going to pay a minimum of $500. So all, and I can say for all of those, Hasbro's, LJN's, they've all retained their value, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I probably still have twenty LJNs, um and then the Hasbros i'm still like a kid i'm a middle aged man but i still <laughs> i still buy the Hasbro are so i probably <laughs> yeah i probably have uh close to fifty of the Hasbros um but yeah i mean i i can vividly remember you know having the l j n with the white ring uh what would you do with your, with your friends? You know, you just kind of slam together and then the Hasbro's came out, which were awesome because like, okay, now they've kind of, the industry <laughs> was a little bit smarter and they're like, okay, well they got to have like an action. So that's where the Hasbro's. I do, I would say the Hasbro's are a little bit cooler. Um, and then I even took notes for you guys. Then the Hasbro's we remember had accessories. I'm going to say these things, hedge clippers, a snake, a 2x4 a crown and a scepter uh, the nightstick and a guitar <laughs> nice so that's where yeah um, so yeah I mean macho king you know what if you guys can send me a macho king I have the macho man but I remember as a kid <laughs> having a macho, king. <laughs> and yeah, the if macho I had, king if I had an extra I one
1: to send you I would brother
2: Um. Yeah. Oh, and then yes, diving off of Macho in the LJN, they actually made a Miss Elizabeth, which I still have. I don't have her. She came with a skirt, which I don't have. (laughs) But yeah, I mean that's how. I mean, I just love the wrestling action figures. And of all my like, I was also a Batman collector. Um, Ghostbuster collector, but as an adult, you gotta you gotta go with one. So I've continued to uh, maintain interest. And the last one I purchased was Virgil off of eBay. Uh, Virgil, he doesn't come in the the suit like Million Dollar Man, where he actually wrestled a little bit too. So if you buy the Virgil Hasbro, um, he's like in a wrestling outfit. So. All right, Over Joe, let me ask you this. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> As you're collecting these now, you said you're a middle-aged man. As you buy these off eBay, are you displaying them? Are you just putting them in a box in the closet? Like, what are you doing with your wrestling to your collection now?
2: Um, yeah, I, I'm literally looking at two rings. Um, so I kind of just display them in my home office. What I was doing a year ago was I was uh, – Post like taking pictures of them and then posting to Instagram. Um, one of the things I tried to do, like I made it like an art too, because if you look at the wrestling ring box, um, particularly the Hasbro one, which I can tell you has Ravishing Rick Rude, Hulk Hogan, Macho, and Warrior. So yeah. I literally looked at that picture and then set them up in my Hasbro ring just that way, took a picture of it, posted to Instagram. So Long I was that. doing that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you got remain creative. All right, Joe, but, yeah, before we yeah, let you uh, off the slam line, I got to know, okay, if you great. could pick one figure that you hold above the rest, do you have a favorite figure from any of the lines? Your one figure, if you could only have one for the rest of your life, which figure would you want? Uh, I'll, I'll
2: go with Hulk Hogan.
0: From which, the Hasbro Hulk Hogan, the the LJN, what what are you thinking? Hasbro. The Hasbro, and see, the nice thing about Hasbros is they had different, well, LJN did too. They have different series, and so you could have Hulk Hogan series one where he's kind of doing the gorilla press with his arms out. I think series two he was uh, doing what they called the Hulkster hug where he's doing like the most muscular pose, and then series three I think had the, the single arm punch, and so I'll give you all 3 in your collection man. If you're going to have one figure and you say Hogan, I would give you every every Hasbro Hogan they made. Solid figure choice, Joe.
2: Thank you. Yeah, I mean the tears and the back
0: of that tank top are forever memorable. Yes, absolutely. 100% agree. All right, Joe, well, thanks for calling in. We're going we're gonna to take some other phone calls. Yeah, Joe, but I love to know that there's other middle-aged men like myself and Tommy out there reliving their childhood through action figures. So thank you for calling in, Joe.
2: You bet. Appreciate it, guys. Have a great yes, weekend. Joe. All right,
0: Tommy, we have them stacked deep on the Slam Line, because action figures is a topic that is near and dear to everyone's heart if you grew up in this era. So we're just going to keep trucking right down the Slam Line and take the next caller. Hello. Welcome to 80s Wrestling, the podcast. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hello? Hello. Welcome to the show. What's your name? Hey, Tommy.
1: Hey, this is Tommy. What's going on? What's up,
0: bro? Eddie
3: Gobo here.
1: Hey, Eddie, how are you,
3: man? Uh, good, good. Uh, let me enjoy t- the show, let me guys. Tell
1: Jay. Eddie is one of our regulars that does our 80s wrestling auctions on Facebook. Let me tell you something, man. You think I have a collection, Jay? This guy, Eddie, man, holy moly. He, he, my my collection is probably like an appetizer <laughs> for this guy. This guy must have <laughs> hit, hit the million-dollar lottery because he probably has a million dollars worth of stuff, honestly. He's the Ted DiBiase no, of wrestling collectibles. I love it. Basically, but, but
3: what Tommy, to build on what Tommy was just saying, I mean, I've been collecting, I'm 37, I've been collecting particularly Mint on Card, LJN, and Hasbro since um like the late 90s. And the market has totally changed since then, you know, where it's just, you could be able to go, I'm from Chicago, so I used to go to, um we were, we've always been really lucky and had like cons around here. Now there's cons in every major city. But back in the day, you could get, like, um, a Hasbro for, like, 20 bucks on card or um, an man oh, yeah. for not that much more expensive than that. And, and so, now it's just, like, a totally diff- different world, you know?
0: And I got to believe they're getting harder to find. And, I'm, like you said, the price is going up. So h- how many big ticket items do you still have on your list, Eddie, that you're out there hunting for? Is there a particular figure that that's your holy grail of figures that you're still looking for?
3: Sure, sure. Um, It's mainly, first of all, I'm not opposed to, and I've done it multiple times, um, rebuying the same figures. So there's many LJNs, for example, that I have multiple, like, uh, just multiple copies of. Um, So whenever something comes across my plate, I'm always trying to get it. But um, the main one that I'd probably be looking for, which is damn near impossible to find, probably a Warrior Black card. Um, I don't have that in my collection yet. Um, And that is... Pretty much a grail. I have many black cards in my collection. Those are that's kind of the end-all, be-all figure for me. So that one's hard to find. Um,
1: and Eddie, let me ask you there a question. Is, is there a, Eddie, let me yeah. ask you a question. You said you have multiple mint-on cards of different figures. <laughs> all overall, overall, how many mint-on card WWF LJN figures do you currently own? It's I estimate about um, 120. Wow, oh, that's that's, a word. that's 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 an awesome collection, jack do you have those displayed, Ellie? I hope they're in, like,
0: protective boxes or something, because that's, that's gold that you have there. How do you display those? Yeah, um, I have some displayed, and, yeah,
3: <laughs> some displayed, and then others I have um, stored away in an organized fashion. Now, with okay. LJNs, those are the ones that I would like to display more than I have um, probably about 100 Hasbro on card as well. But I just keep those in, like, a Hasbro case and I stack them.
1: Um, sure.
3: I don't find a lot of zest in displaying those compared to the big LJNs, which I think are the real deal, you know. But, um, yeah, I just – I think the main thing to do is just kind of take an inventory of them and then you can't really display all of them. I don't have, like, a, a right. monster house where – and I've seen mass collections displayed. But um, just keeping them organized. Right. And uh, the main thing is this, and this is why I love LJNs the most out of any figure, is if you – those are those figures, like no other figure in history, are like kind of like a bottle of wine, where if you don't store properly, it's they're not going to age well. Sure. Um, wrong environment, if it's too hot, if it's too cold, and that's why these days when I see new figures come out, where literally you could do a thing with like a Mattel, where you could technically take them out and then put them right back in, and it looks like it was never opened. That's the difference in how these figures are so much better. Which is you, I've had I have LJNs where the paint is starting to organically uh, fade from the inside because of, you know, the te- they're 35 years old right. and they will keep doing that. And then eventually one day they're going to probably disintegrate. They're going to keep just negatively evolving. That's what's so cool about them. So if you find something in such good condition and it's a 35 year old figure, it's really something special. That means someone had to take the time to take care of it for 20 plus years, probably went through multiple moves Um, And when you find these rare ones without bends in the card or without the the holes punched, I mean, it makes it so much better.
0: So let me ask you, Eddie, just because now I'm super curious. uh, If you're anything like me, I would have a very hard time parting with this collection. Do you have an endgame in mind, or will these be yours until your last day walking this earth? (laughs) Yes, these will will
3: be mine until... So the last day I walked this earth, and right, thing that I'm very you. adamant about. <clears throat> I'm a, I, this, this is going to sound weird, because a lot of people give me crap for this, but I've met, many. like we've all we've all met many wrestlers throughout our lives, um, and they, they're great. I have a bunch of wrestling autographs. I don't get any of my figures signed, and that's the number one thing people say, well, if you have a chance to meet this person, why aren't you bringing them like to get signed? And the main reason is this, which is I personally think that the signature compromises the figure a little bit. The art itself is, you know, or especially if the cards are in good condition, that's where the value comes from. And I think that adding something to it, and then also when it comes down to it, even if the wrestler passed away, it's very, very common to get even the best wrestlers ever. Where you're talking about a Flair or a Bret Hart. I've met all these guys. They're very easy to achieve signatures. So when it comes down to it, I don't recommend getting any of these signs. The uh, it's a piece of art in and of itself, and um, and then the other side of it too is. I don't get them anything personalized either. I've seen some people who are like to, you know, Joe and then it's signed by Haku or whatever, which is amazing, but that's where value really starts to go out the window. So I don't get anything signed or um or and they're staying with me <laughs> until I basically die. You're right. That's awesome,
1: man. Eddie, I, I appreciate you uh calling in and sharing your your story with us. Uh, obviously you're you're an avid, avid collector. We have, we have some more callers on the all, but real quickly before you go, last question I have for you is now someone like you that, that collects very seriously like this, how yep. many hours a week? How many hours a week are you on eBay?
3: I check in with it probably three times a day and it's mainly just to see if I'm a real quick buy. So like if I see yeah. something I like, I know the value of it and then I'm jumping on it right away. I don't really wax poetic with it where it's like a back and forth, it's like I know the right price and what it should go for, and if I want the figure I'll take it. Or even if it's a figure I don't necessarily want to already have one, then I'm going to buy it knowing that there's value there and then I can flip it down the line, use it for a trade. Um, That's what the main thing about wrestling figure collecting that frustrates me right now is the concept of like flipping and this is, is, and we could end with this, but like AEW figures, for example, right now are super hot. They, um, if you have like what's called a chase figure, first of all, I find it annoying that they call it a chase figure because it kind of negates it being a chase figure. It's, you know, emphasizing that this is a rare one, um, as sure. opposed to there being less made, kind of like the LJNs we had to figure out ourselves. If there's a chase figure of an AEW star, that's five hundred. there's 500 of them made. They're going for, like, two grand on eBay right now, some of them. And the way I look at it is if you buy a two grand figure, I'm trying to think of, like, an. an it would be like a Black Card Hogan, for example. You'd get for, like, two grand on eBay right now. Um, there aren't... 500 of those that exist, especially in good condition, on this planet, so sure. they not even close to it. And because of that, I think the value of these AEW figures are so out of whack; it's ridiculous. If there's, if we know there's 500 that exist, they're probably all going to be in great condition because the boxes are made super, super sturdy, as opposed to LJNs. So why are we overvaluing these figures, and why are we undervaluing LJNs? By by that comparison, that uh, Hogan figure should be worth 10 grand as opposed to two grand.
0: He makes good points, Tommy. The man knows the market for action figures. Eddie, before we let you go, I do have one more question for you. Yes, yeah, sir. Sure. I know as guys that love action figures, we're always on the lookout for, on eBay, for garage sales. We dream of that awesome scenario where you stumble upon a treasure and get it at a ridiculous price. Do you remember off the top of your head what's like the greatest find you had at a bargain price where you just couldn't believe that you were getting what you were getting for the price you were paying? Sure. My, my favorite figure in my
3: collection is I got a, this is why it's my favorite figure. And this is a shout out to Hashla Jim Duggan who I think had an emergency surgery yesterday. So thoughts and prayers go out to him. He's one of my favorites of all time, but he has um, a figure that's an LJN. That's both a black card and a blue card. He's one of the rare figures that appears on both. And I got a real cheap, Duggan ljn blue card years ago and actually which is so weird it's like the one figure in the whole ljn line the blue card is more rare to find or it's harder to find than the black card for Duggan. so that's my favorite figure as far as like the ljns go that i personally have it's, it's just a great figure and i got it for like super cheap compare it's probably a thousand dollar figure at this point of what i estimated at so fantastic man
0: fantastic well, Eddie, thank you yeah, so much absolutely. for I think that calling
3: and my, in, my, Just so you know, like, the, the end-all be-all grail, grail for me is impossible to find, but I've seen it, is there's an, age, there's an Adrian Adonis black card, and people know this. This is not an urban legend. This is something that actually exists. There's an Adrian Adonis black card. If you know the black cards for LJN, they all say 1989 on it, and as we all know, Adrian Adonis passed away, I want to say in '87. So – or something along those lines. So he passed away before the line started. So for him to be on a black card is, like, unbelievable to me. It's like – and that is my end-all, be-all figure. And I think there's only one that exists from what I know. But I did see it once,
0: and I'm sure it's probably worth 50 dollars Man. So, I love uh, stuff like that. And you reference, like, urban legends because when it comes to action figure collecting – There are a lot of urban legends, a lot of myths, like does it exist? Does it not exist? But the fact that you laid your own eyes on it, that you know what's out there, I, I love that. I don't know if you'll get that with today's action figures or today's toy lines, but things from 30 years ago, there's urban legends and myths that surround it, and the hunt is almost as fun as getting the figure itself. So I wish you luck in continuing your collection, Eddie. It sounds like you could charge people money just to come see your collection if you never wanted to sell yeah, it, you could the make money one just one showing the I mean, and I will say this, though.
3: Like, I'm living in Chicago. I think I have the best one here. And um, one thing I will say, though, is the East Coast and particularly Florida, I've, I've seen insane collections come out of both those areas. They just are pipelined. And you know, actually, actually like the Toronto area as well, because they had the Grand Toys line up there, and it was much more easy to get your hands on than um, it was in the United States where you had to order them. So there's a a big surplus of what would be like the second tier of LJNs uh, up there. Um, So those are the three areas for better collections than I've seen around my parts. But, yeah, I mean, I'm proud to keep building them. And then, when again, if any advice to anyone, when you're in the right place at the right time, if it's around your price range, buy them because they never lose value. As far as my experience is, it's always going up, um, and they should.
1: Awesome, man. We appreciate you calling in, man. hope to talk to you soon again.
0: Yeah, I'll check in with you guys soon. Awesome, man.
1: Have a good day,
0: Eddie. Tommy, people are passionate about their action figures, and I love it. We've got another caller who's been waiting on hold this whole time. It's a guy who's called into the show before waiting on the slam line is Joe from Long Island. Joe, welcome back to 80s Wrestling, the podcast.
4: Hey, Tommy. Hey, Jay. How you guys doing?
1: Joe, what's going on, man? How are you today?
4: doing well thank you
1: we are talking uh, about, we're talking about our childhood toys my brother and i know you fall right into that same age bracket as me and Jay do so what what was your guilty uh pleasure growing up as a child was it ljns hasbros awa bendys thumb wrestlers all the above stretch wrestlers
4: <laughs> absolutely i figured i'd throw my two cents in here Uh, For me, it was really only the LJNs. Um, Those were the, to me, you know, those were the originals. Those are the ones, uh, you know, speaking WWF anyway. Those are the first ones that came out uh, when the first set was released with uh, guys like Hogan and The Iron Sheik and Jimmy Snuka. Uh, You know, I I started collecting it right from when those first, uh, those ones came out and uh, i pretty much never stopped for that whole series um you know i know they went on to have so many different brands and collections after that but i was really never interested in any others for me it was just ljn and um i have to say i actually have pretty much every figure uh of the of the ljns with the exception of several maybe 3 or 4 of the black cards that were in the last series Uh, like the previous caller was was talking about, uh, guys like the Warlord, Haku, uh, there's a couple of really rare figures in there that I'm still looking for but other than that I pretty much have them all, Uh, I still have the ring, I have the steel cage and they're actually, uh, I have two rings actually because there's so many figures and they're all actually sitting in the the ring in my basement uh, right now on display so (laughs) You know, I mean, I've had so many other figure collections, uh, like everyone did, you know, when they were growing up, things like He-Man and uh, uh, Star Wars figures and things like that. But I have to say, I pretty much sold all of those. The only ones that I'm still, uh, to this day, uh, that I still enjoy looking at, enjoy collecting are the are the LJNs. Joe, do you
0: Austin? have a favorite? ljn figure from your collection whether it just has more sentimental value whether you like the pose better than the others is do you have a, a figure that rises above the rest in your eyes
4: you know not really i don't know if i can really say a favorite but i gotta say that you know there were definitely some that the the detail was a lot better than the others i don't know what you know why some of them uh, the likenesses weren't as good um some of the early ones i want to Just off the top of my head, I'm thinking of guys like uh, Randy Savage. Uh, I thought that was a really cool figure, uh, the the attention to detail on that figure. Um, You know, then as opposed to somebody like, uh, in fact, I think you even talked about it last week about Ricky Steamboat, who the detail wasn't that great. No. Uh, on it, so yeah, it's like it's it's kind of weird how that happens um and even like you know the previous call was talking about the paint and things like that, for whatever reason, some of the figures really hold up well over the years. There are some, and I certainly played with them in my day when I was a kid, uh you know throwing them all around in the ring, but for whatever reason, some of them, the paint really holds up well, and then others it seems like within a few weeks, um the paint was just wearing off. I remember like the honky tonk man figure. For whatever reason, he was all blue. He had, like, a blue jumpsuit on. And within, like, a couple of days of playing with him, uh, the paint just started wearing off, uh, you know. But, um, yeah, guys like Savage, I, I think were that was a really cool figure. Um, some of the ones with the accessories were kind of cool. Uh, Jake the Snake came with the Damien uh, accessory, which is cool. I know Coco Beware came with Frankie, things like that. And I still have the accessories as well. So, um, you know... Those are pretty cool. One thing I did want to just mention, real quick, before I before I go, is um, you were talking about urban legends, and the one figure that I had always heard about that I'm actually not sure, maybe somebody else could uh, could verify this, but I had always heard there was a Sergeant Slaughter L J N figure that was made. That the only way you can get it was through maybe a mail order or something like that. At the time, I have never seen it. Um, you know, I've never seen it uh, sold anywhere, but. Um, I was always curious about that because that would be really cool. That's a figure that I don't believe they were selling in stores. I think it was just something that you had to mail away for, Yeah, if it's true.
1: And no, yeah, it is true. And it's and, true. And not, not only is it true, but my, my best friend, Ian Levy, who who, who runs pretty much the behind-the-scenes of all my virtual signings and, and, and live events, he he's a part of all these different um, groups on Facebook that have these raffles for LJN figures. This dude, I'm, I'm sure he gets in a lot of them. But he is so lucky. He has won not one, but two auctions in the Sardine Slaughter mailaways. So he has. This, my brother has two of them. And oh, then wow. last week he wins. And, and he while he was at the store this weekend for something, he won another one that had Haku and Big Boss oh, Man. And I, I know he's won Hulk Hogan. Uh, I think red and white shirt one. Like this dude wins every auction that they have. So if you're on Facebook, there's a ton of different auctions. I'm sure that you might know about it, Joe, where you can uh, they'll, they'll, they'll pick a figure, like a real random figure that's worth a lot of money. And they'll do like 100 spots for five bucks each or 50 spots for 10 bucks each or whatever it is. And then they right. randomly draw a number through the computer generator. It, it's pretty cool. My, 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 my boy Ian, man, he's super lucky. He wins them all the time. So yeah, they, they definitely do exist. Yeah, and and actually, the story behind the Sergeant Slaughter is it looks like an LJN,
0: but it's actually not made by LJN. It's actually made by Hasbro. This is that weird time where Sergeant Slaughter left the World Wrestling Federation uh, because he was going to go over and do some stuff with G.I. Joe, which Hasbro owned, and Vince McMahon didn't want him doing that, so he ended up leaving the company. So Hasbro created this rubber version of Sergeant Slaughter to look like the LJN, to kind of get the rub off the popularity of them. So uh, it fits right into the LJ line because it's made of rubber. It's the same size, but it's actually produced by a different company altogether. And yeah, it was only by mail away.
4: Ah, uh, okay, that makes sense. Wow, it's good to know.
0: All right, yeah, Joe. Thank you. To, uh, thank you so much yep. for calling into the Slam Line, brother. We hope to hear from you again uh, in in the shows to come. It's a pleasure to have you on, brother. Thanks so much, guys. Have a have a good show.
1: You too, uh, man. Thank you. Thank Joe. you.
0: All
4: right.
0: Bye-bye. Tommy, I'm not going to get a chance to talk to you today because the slam line just keeps lighting up. We got one more caller that's been hanging there on hold, so we're going to take his call next to con- continue this conversation on wrestling figures. And we are going all the way to Rockaway to talk to none other than Big Cliff. Cliff, welcome back to the show.
1: Hey, how's it going? Friend of the show, Cliff. Cliff, at, at, as uh, Jay, uh, told me you were on hold. I went ahead and I found a a photo uh, from my last event where you wanted to enter the Big John, uh, the Big Sean Stud Body Slam Challenge, and uh, it, it's, a, it's a it's a cool picture of you pointing to Big John Stud son and he's pointing back at you. I, I'm gonna have to post it so uh, everyone can check it out. But Big Cliff, with you're looking at the picture in right Jay. he was stepping up to the big man, dude. Do you remember when like in the early '90s? And in the
0: '80s, when Hogan used to come into the ring and his opponent was waiting for him, he would grab the top rope and do that big, exaggerated
1: point over the rope
0: at the guy. That is what
1: Big Cliff is doing
0: to Big Sean Studd. He's got the finger right in the face. I love. I got. I got.
1: I got to post this picture on. Uh, Check back our eighties wrestling uh Instagram page later today. I'm gonna I'm gonna post a picture so everyone can see Big Cliff stepping up to Big Dude, Sean Stud. <laughs> Cliff Mania is running
0: wild in this photo. You could do a side by side with a Hogan point and I would see no difference. Way to go,
1: Big Cliff. <laughs> Cliff, today we're talking uh we're talking action figures from the eighties. Obviously there's a ton. There were LJNs. there were Hasbro. I mean Hasbro's was the early nineties, but I still piece them in the, the same category. Hasbro's, Bendy's, Stretchems, Thumb Wrestlers, W C W Galoob figures, AWA Remco figures. What was Big Cliff playing with when he was a kid? Uh Remcos. The Remcos, really?
0: Yeah. I had a whole collection of um Boris Karloff, the Fabulous uh, Freebirds, both collections of um, the the Road Warriors, the the three-pack, and also the twin-pack. I had had, um, Vern Gagne, Kurt Henning, Greg Gagne,
1: um, Larry Sabisco. I had all those guys. Um, Precious George, I remember. Gorgeous George, I mean. Gorgeous um, Jimmy Garmin. Gorgeous Jimmy yeah, Garbage. Well, yeah. I'll yeah, tell you what, we'll, Clip. I'm, I'm, I'm actually looking at the complete lineup of all the AWA figures that were released. I'm, I'm going to read them off right now. It's, I, I wish I had this stuff on me right now to sell the story. This is some cool, cool stuff. You can, and you can still find some of this stuff on eBay. Uh, series yeah. one, the fabulous ones, a two-pack of Ric Flair and Larry Sabisco, a two-pack yeah. of the Road Warriors a two-pack uh-huh. of Rick Martel and Baron Von Reski, and a uh-huh. two-pack of the High Flyers, which was Greg Gagne and Jim Renzel. That was all Series 1 release. Series 2 release had a three-pack of the Freebirds, which is really cool, a three-pack of Jimmy Garvin, Precious, and Steve Regal, a three-pack mm-hmm. of the Road Warriors with Paul Ellering, a two-pack of Greg Gagne and Kurt Henning, And a two-pack of the Long uh, Riders, which was Wild Bill Irwin and Scott Irwin.
2: Series three
1: was the greatest grudge matches series of the AWA Remco figures. And there's a two-pack of Abdul the Butcher and Carlos Colon. There's a two-pack of Jerry Blackwell and Stan Hansen. There's a two-pack of Nick Bonkwinkle and Larry Sabisco. And a two-pack of Jimmy Garvin and Big Scott Hall. And then series four was Matt Mania series that had Boris Zukov, referee Dick Worley, Marty Janetti, Ric Flair, Sheik Adon Al Casey, Shawn Michaels, Nord the Barbarian, Doug Summers, and um, Buddy Rose. That, that, that series was a little bit tougher uh, to get. And then they, they, they came out with one series as well of the Thumpsters, they called it. It was like their version of the WWF thumb wrestlers. One was Greg Gagne versus Hawk. One was Rick Martell against Animal, and the other was Ric Flair and Larry Sabisco. So uh, quite an interesting line of of figures here. Jay, uh, do you remember some of these figures being in Minnesota? I'm sure that these were big uh, for you back in the day.
0: Absolutely. And to be honest with you, one of the things I loved about the AWA Remco line is if you guys also played with the original line of He-Man action figures, these were made with, like, the same body styles. And so I would take my AWA Remco figures into the He-Man universe uh, and kind of <laughs> cross-pollinate them there. And so, yeah, I love these figures, absolutely. Yeah. Cliff, what
1: was your favorite Remco figure that you Clinton, that you had?
0: Oh, um I still have. I have it in the original package, um, the three-pack of the Road Warriors with Paul Ellering.
1: Nice. Do you want to sell it to the Wrestling Collector?
0: (laughs) I was thinking about that, Tommy. (laughs) I'll
1: tell you what, brother. I I, I got a package deal I can work out for you for uh, next couple signings on the house for uh, that figure you bring it this weekend to the Halloween party, brother.
0: I'm I'm not going to be. I got to visit my mother-in-law this weekend. Your mother-in-law? You
1: don't even like her. Yes, I do. I'm only kidding. Actually, <laughs> uh love my mother Cl- Cl- Cliff's no, uh, no, no, wife. Cliff's wife, wife comes <laughs> to the store too. Super nice lady. I'm sure her mother is even nicer. So I hope you have. I hope you have a fun weekend, man. We'll miss you at the store, but uh, Big Cliff never misses the signings. This is this is big. I
0: know. Uh, you know, <laughs> especially when you get the boogie man.
1: You know. <laughs> <laughs> Cliff, thank you so much for calling in, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right. All right, no problem, man. Have a All right, brother.
0: Take care. I love it, man. I love, I love Big Cliff's take on visiting the mother-in-law. Some people might say that's scarier than visiting the boogeyman, but it sounds like he's got a good relationship with his in-laws. So Absolutely. He's, do, he's doing the right thing. Tommy, you're not going to believe this. We are 43 minutes into the show, and the slam line finally rings in with a phone number that's usually at the top of the show. But as we always say, man, it's better late than never. So we're going to go talk to the man himself. We're going to Butler, New Jersey to a longtime caller, Danny. Welcome back to the show, brother.
5: Tommy, Jumpin' Jay, how's
0: it going?
1: Uh, Danny, what did, what did you wake up late today? Usually the first caller, brother.
5: I, I Brother, I, I had a very, very long night from work. Um, I got in late. I uh, had to get up early, super early. So... I had to catch a a couple of Z's while I could.
1: I tell you, I tell you why. I know what it is. I I know what it is. I know what it is, Jay. It, right now in New Jersey, it's ten forty four. That means it's an hour and sixteen minutes away from the WWE Crown Jewel pay per view live on the WWE Network. I know Danny's got his popcorn right now. He just ordered a couple pizzas. He's got a six pack. You're chilling, brother. It's okay. You throw to get ready for the pay-per-view before you call in the store. The brother, I, I, wish,
5: I, I wish I was having I wish I wish was having it that good right now. I'm nowhere near that. I wish. That, <laughs> I, had, I had no idea there was crown jewel going on right now.
0: See, here, here's what my theory was, Tommy. I, I figure Danny's been calling in the first caller for a number of weeks, so he looks at that as being the opening match on the card, and he always brings the heat. So now he's moving – later in the card he's going to be made inventing it closing the show that's what i figure his mindset's at nice well danny uh, I, this, I, yeah. I,
1: I know i you can know me
0: wherever on the card i'm going to deliver you it, it doesn't matter
1: <laughs> i love I it i'll tell you what uh jay we'll, we'll let we'll let give danny the stage in one second but danny comes in with and, and i mentioned this in past episode, comes in with his six-year-old son and, and he knows more about wrestling than probably we do but one of the things that this his six-year-old son always flocks to is our box of loose WWF LJN figures. You don't see him looking for John Cena. You don't see him looking for Bray Wyatt. You don't see him looking for even The Undertaker. He's going old school, man. He looks in that uh, LJN basket that we have every time. And I know that Danny does too. So I know growing up for you, uh, LJNs was probably a a priority in in your childhood. How cool is it as a dad now watching your son collect LJN figures? I know he's got several from the store already.
5: Well, listen. You know, I've the last few years, um, definitely more within your store. I've definitely gradually, gradually started uh, collecting those LJNs again. Whether they were at a at a flea market or any collectible show. I know in your town, every first Saturday of the month, they all, they, they have some type of collect uh, toy show at. The, the the PAL so yeah you know I've come across them here and there you know you know you, you, depending on you know you might find something in, in, in good condition very rarely do you find them in the package but you know I'm not that avid a collector to get them in the package but you know collecting them again watching them play with them you know it definitely uh, brings back memories you know like I said I, I remember getting my very first LJN which was the the Hulk Hogan um, that that was the very first LJN from and, and from that moment that's when I Definitely got hooked uh, to to pro wrestling. I probably was about maybe I say maybe four or five when I got it for the first time. So little by little, I will always get one here and there from my mother or my grandmother. Like I said, I I had a ton of LJNs. I had a ton of the the Hasbro's. I I collected a, a couple of the WCW. The plastic ones, the the Galoob ones from from the early nineties. But like I don't think I don't think anything tops the LJNs. The Hasbro's. You know, they you were a little fle you know, they were a little more flexible with it when it came to you know, actually, you know um doing moves on on with them. Uh, but the L J N, that's like I said, that's what really started my interest in wrestling. So like I said, it's kinda hard to top those.
1: You left Tommy speechless. Danny. I love it. Danny <laughs> sorry, I, I, I Danny, I'm I'm actually scrolling through I'm sorry, uh, Jay. I'm oh. scrolling through uh, Instagram right now, and I just saw a photo that just, I, I can't even talk about it on the air, so. Well, let's not talk about it. Danny, <laughs> you
0: have a favorite I'm only kidding. i kidding.
1: I know you mentioned
0: the Hulk Hogan LJN, which is one of my favorite figures <laughs> of all time as well. Do you have a figure that you put above the rest in your collection, or one that you've seen that you think is the epitome of wrestling figures from this time period?
5: Um, Say I I I'll have to put the whole Hogan at the top because it was the very first uh, wrestling figure that I ever had. I I remember Jeez. getting it. I remember finding it all over again. A few ago in relatively good condition with the with the WWF title, the original Ooh. one from uh, when he beat the Iron Sheik. I, I actually I still have it.
1: That is um, awesome.
5: But like I I think the one that actually I think the the one that I, that really sticks out to me most is the the Macho Man one with the. With the pink tights and the stars. That's that, that yeah. one right I think that Those two, those two are are my absolute favorites. How about how songs, about
1: how Hasbro, figures. Danny? Did you get did you get the much has, in the Hasbro? The Hasbro figures
5: I had, as well? I, I had the I loved you know like I said getting the packages you know getting the you know I had the demolition you know all three of them with the with the hockey mask. Yeah. Um. But, you know the, I had I had both Ultimate Warriors, both Hogan's. I had the Macho Man. I had the Macho King. You know, I probably stopped collecting them in the early '90s, so I I know there was there was more that went through like into like the mid '90s that I didn't get to because like I said my my uh, collect my interest from collecting kind of wavered a little bit, but like I said, I had a, a ton of them. But it was from you know all the way down from Duggan, the Bushwhackers, the Rockers, you know uh, Ravishing Brick Road, you know the Jake the Snake. I have a, a ton of them, and like I said, I wish I still had them. And how about this time? You talk, uh, I know you just got off the phone with uh, Big Cliff regarding that AWA collection. Um, since, since you guys treat me so good, and you always treat me so good, the next time I see you, when I go into the wrestling collector, I am bringing you in the box without uh, untouched uh, 1991 Ricky the Dragon Steamboat Hasbro. Um, nice, wow! So I've had it for I've had it for years, and It's sitting in a in a drawer. I'm not doing anything with it. I'm giving it to you. You do whatever you want with it. What?
1: That's incredible. That 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 that, that's that's a friend right there, brother. That's a friend. That's you're talking
0: about the Hasbro figure where he's in his dragon
1: outfit.
5: Uh, Yes, I have. I actually have two loose ones, and I have. I probably had that uh, one in the package probably for about I say at least ten ten. Ten or eleven years, I've had it,
1: and Ooh. I've almost
5: at times forgotten that it, 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 it's in my it's in my draw. Um, how about like I said, it does me no good because I'm not a collector like that. I don't have a a man cave where I have a, all these uh you know displays up like uh like I'm sure you would, but i I'm, I, I would I would rather see it go somewhere. Whether you make money on it or you add it to your collection, they
0: probably do do you more good than me.
1: Thank you so much, man. I, re- I really appreciate that a lot.
0: Absolutely, that's generous, man. I'm speechless. Danny, bless you, man. Yeah, like I hey. said,
5: you know, we, we we look out for each other. You know, I like he, as, as long as you keep taking care of my son and treating him good, that's all that 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 that's enough payment
1: for me. <laughs> you know, I always do, brother. You, you guys coming to the Halloween party Sunday?
5: I'm gonna do everything in my power. I know, like I said, I missed a great weekend. Unfortunately, I had a uh, you know some obligations. The, the the wife turned 40, so I I try to make it for a cool Sunday. I definitely. What, what, they didn't have the time to make it for uh, Jimmy Hart as much as I would have loved to, but I'm definitely, uh, this Sunday, I'm definitely a little more free. So I'm going to definitely make every attempt to make it to the Halloween party.
1: Awesome, man. We'll, we'll, we'll see you then. And Danny, thank you so much for always calling in, brother. And I, and I look forward to, uh, to getting that Ricky steamer from you, man. Thank you so much.
5: Anytime, guys. You guys, uh, keep up the good work. And uh, I'll talk to you guys next week.
1: Thanks, dude. Thank, thank you very and- much. You, Wow, that's that's man, very generous of him.
0: That isn't listen. That's anytime you can get an action figure still on the card from that time era is very cool. So the fact that he's willing to gift it, but that speaks volume to how well you treat a son. And as a dad myself, I know. You, oh yeah, how how people treat your kids does mean a lot, and it touches
1: your right heart. So
0: that's awesome, he, he,
1: His son, his son always leaves with something from me every every time they come. Hey, real quickly, I know we have one more caller on hold. Uh, we're gonna get to them in one second, but I want to tell you real quick. As as we were talking, and before, and I was I was kidding around saying I was looking at a picture at, on Instagram. I was actually uh, on I was on eBay, and I typed in AWA Matt Mania just because I know that was the last line of AWA figures, and that weren't that many released, and I know that they're a lot more rarer to get than than the other ones. Check this out, Jay. There's a Matt Mania Ric Flair still new on the card that's going for thirty five hundred dollars on eBay. Thirty five hundred. There's a loose Nord the Barbarian Matt Mania with the jacket. With the jacket, it's a loose one. Three seventy five. There's a two pack of not even two pack they're loose. Dick Rorley and Marty Janetti two twenty five. Um, Rockers by themselves loose a thousand. Uh Sheik Adnan L. Casey, four fifty. Doug Summers, loose, three sixty five. These are all loose. So I mean I don't know if this is what they're going for, but they're in that range. Like, there you go. On the card, brand new Dick Rurley, six ninety nine. Nineteen eighty five Matt Mania Doug Summers sealed and brand new, twenty eight hundred dollars. So that Matt Mania line, that last line is
0: super rare. It's super rare, and they're getting harder and harder to find, especially in in good condition. And so, yeah, prices are just going up and up. Listen, what I thought you were doing when we caught you speechless, I was pretty sure you were trying to get a hold of Joe from Atlanta to see if you can work out a deal for some of his (laughs) his doubles. Because I know, as a man who owns a collectible store, when you hear that these guys have... Duplicates of things that they just keep laying around the house. You, your mouth has got to be watered. You got to be well, thinking. You
1: know, you know what the problem is, Jay, is that you actually, Jay, Jay's actually in the control room with the with the with the the callers, and and I can't see <laughs> the call. I can't see the caller ID who's calling, so I have to get that information from you off the air. Exactly. So, but hey, we
0: are going to take our next call, and this is a guy that we'd love to talk to. He's been calling in for a number of weeks. It's David from Canada, and without even asking him. I know that one of his favorite figures of all time is the Hasbro ultimate warrior from series two with the ultimate slam. Cause he brought it up one of the first <laughs> times we talked to him. So we're going to the slam line, David from Canada. Welcome back to the show, brother. Thanks guys. Good to talk to you as always.
1: What's up, man. Any, any, any new drawings this week that you, you came up with?
6: Uh, yeah I, I've been doing uh, doing a bunch actually what I've been trying to get you I've, I sent a, a package to you a bunch to get uh, signed, but i'm I'm really trying to get a good one of sting and i'm I'm having trouble getting uh, something that I really really like and doing different different ones to try and find something that I'm that I'm happy with and i'm I'm struggling with it, but I'll get something eventually.
0: So are we going are we going like old school surfer sting? or are we doing more of the crow sting?
6: Honestly, I've been trying both. I have a, a decent, I can draw a decent crow sting, um, but I'm trying to get a, a server sting where that I actually feel like yes, I've got it. And I, I'm again middling levels of success, which I'll eventually post on the Instagram page. I look forward to seeing but, it. Yeah, for sure. But uh, obviously, here to talk about about wrestling figures, uh, I'm a Hasbro guy and And that that's always been sort of the ones that I like the most, although I do feel that the the galoob the w c w ones were were kind of underrated for those i I like those ones as well and had a few of those uh but the one thing I think that maybe i i i looking back on it, I'm thinking, you know what actually having the ring was so key you know you have these figures, and I still have uh, a bunch of them uh, but i don't have I don't have the ring anymore. And I'm like, I wish, I wish I did. Or maybe my brother has it somewhere. He might, that, that is possible. But you know, being able to, you know, have the figures that do the moves and take them into a ring, and, and then you know, do those things in the ring, especially with the Ultimate Warrior Slam, as you mentioned, Jay. Uh, you know, th- that's really, really something too that I enjoyed
0: about those figures. You know, the rings are a key part, and I believe, if memory serves me right, uh, Hasbro came out with a few different variations of the blue ring, but then they also came out with like a yellow king of the ring, uh, style wrestling ring. And I had the blue one, uh, as a kid, is the blue Hasbro ring, the one that you kind of are thinking about here, David? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you, you like that series two warrior. That's one of your, your, your favorite figures. You currently have that figure, correct? I have that yeah. one,
6: and I still have from the same line. I have the the Hogan, where he's got like the like the squeeze with his arms.
1: Yeah, the holster hug or whatever
6: they were calling it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, or the Southern Squeeze from his from his time with when he before when he was uh, Terry the Hulk Boulder. That he there called you that go. Move. And then and then uh, I also have the Jake the Snake, where he's got like the pullback punch. Yep. And and I still have uh, the Galoob Ric Flair from 1990
0: so right. here's the thing about the galoops as a kid i was often disappointed that they were molded kind of like the lgns they didn't have the movable parts that the hasbro had so as a kid i really wasn't feeling the gloobs that much but as an adult i've grown to kind of like them more and recognize their greatness for the likeness of the sculpts and so anytime that i'm out at a garage sale if there's a loose galoob I pick it up because I'm starting to really appreciate what they were. Um, and I wish I recognized the coolness of them as a kid. But the Ric Flair is an awesome gloom figure. The likeness is beautiful. Yeah, it's always interesting with, with a lot of them. Like, which
6: ones really look like the people, you know, and then, and then which ones don't. Like, you mentioned last week when we were talking about Ricky Steamboat. After you're talking about the uh, L.J.N. Ricky Steamo with the black pants, yeah, and I, I agree with you. I don't think that's a great figure, right? But some of them, like the, the Ric Flair of the the Gloop, or like the whole, pretty much every Hogan, really looks like them, and and it's amazing the discrepancies in how much a, the figure can actually look like the wrestler or not.
0: It, it's interesting to me as well, and i in my mind, I contributed to the popularity of the figures. So maybe they felt rushed to get some figures out. And so they really didn't take the time that they could have to get the sculpt right or to get the paint right. But yeah, I agree. A lot of the figures are fantastic. And then other ones feel like they lack a little bit and I would love to know the inside story, but in my mind, I'm just thinking they're rushing to get these done. And so they kind of hit the good enough standard and then they're out the door where the ones that really resemble the person or is in a pose that is really unique to that individual, they stand out more when you see them next to each other. And so I agree. The ones that, like the Hogan's always look great That Ric Flair figure looks great. Guys like Warrior are hard to mess up because they're so recognizable in their face paint and their tassels. And so some figures are, yeah, works of art. And, and those are the ones that I love to, to still look at and admire to this day.
1: For sure. For sure. Absolutely, man. Hey, we, we appreciate you calling in as always. And uh, I have one question for you. If they brought back LJNs today, and I'm not talking about, you know, they, they did a couple, they tried to do a reincarnation of it uh, a couple of years back. But I'm talking about like the, the packaging, the figures being exactly the same, exactly the same as they were in the 80s. If they did that with, say, today's generation of guys in WWE, um, would you still go out to the store and buy them if the packages were the same, the figures were everything was the same from the LJN from the 80s, but they weren't the current guys? Would you, would you go out and get them? I would. I don't. Th- you
6: know, what? I, I don't think I would, and, and I think for for a couple of reasons. i i might. It's it's possible depending on you know um, the individual. I definitely wouldn't make a collection out of it. I think, and the two reasons. One is I don't follow WWE as closely as I did back in the day. Uh, And and the second is is the nostalgia level, right? Like those figures now have a huge nostalgia factor, which I love, right? And the ones that I – not the LGNs, but the ones I mentioned that I still have, right? And that's why I still have them. But for the new ones, if they did that, you know, it's not going to have that nostalgia factor. You know what? But here's the thing. I do have two young kids. I have a a two-year-old and a two-month-old. And if they got into it, then 100%. Absolutely.
1: Let, let Let me rephrase my question then. I'm not talking about. All right, let's make let's make like it's not, it's not Roman Reigns or Seth Rollins or whatever. But say they 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 brought them back and they recreated with some of the, the 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 Attitude Era guys and some of the more legendary. You know, they did a Godfather one. They did a, a Ron Simmons one. They did a Tatanka one. Like some of like the the legendary names from like the 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 90s. Would it was something like that you would buy? If I could convince my wife.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> Listen, I hear you,
1: man. I Listen, hear you. Tommy,
0: if, if I could just give my two cents on this subject. Well, you're the million-dollar man. You can, have them, you can have them all anyway. Listen, here is my beef with wrestling figures now. And I know there's inflation, but a Hasbro figure you used to be able to pick up for under 7 bucks. I think it was 5 or $6 dollars per figure. I was just at the store this week with my kids looking at toys and a wrestling figure now goes for about $20. And so if you can bring back the original pricing with those Hasbro figures, I would buy a bunch, but I have a hard time spending $20 on an action figure now. And and maybe I'm just an old grumpy man that longs for when candy was a nickel. I don't know, but that's my two cents.
1: Pricing matters. Yeah, I guess you're right. Well, Dave, thank you so much as always, man. We we appreciate you, you calling in, and we look forward to talking to you again soon.
0: You bet. Take care, guys.
1: All right, man. Have a good one. I
0: love when I gripe about the price. It's just met with dead air from the two of you. <laughs>
1: well, Apparently, I, I, I'm the I only w- one. I run, I run a wrestling collectibles store, so of course I don't want to hear you say about the prices you Yeah. Listen, man, do you remember
0: when you could go to a store and buy a Hasbro wrestling figure for $6? Yes. that was 35 years ago, Jay. Get with the times, brother. Listen, man, there's no way that I should be having to put out double digits for a wrestling toy nowadays. I just don't think that... Now, I would gladly pay high prices for uh, an original LJN or Hasbro figure. That's what they collect the ball market is all about but i'm talking about brand new made in the year 2021 i think they got to do a better job but i'm just an old man griping Tommy, we've got one more caller who's been hanging out what's that you are an old man i am an old man and there's listen there's a difference between going to a wrestling collectible superstore like yours and going to walmart Things at a collectible no, know, store I know. I know. should be priced at a premium because you're getting a premium product that they don't make anymore. But when you roll off, you know, a thousand of these figures to send to my town and I got to pay 20 bucks a one. I just think it I think it, it, it hurts the, the collectability of the current figures. But I digress. Listen, we're going to jump into our last call. We're already running into extra time here on today's show because it's such a hot topic we got one more call that's been hanging on the slam line so we're going to answer that call right now hello welcome to 80s wrestling the podcast caller where are you calling from and what's your name
7: are you talking to me this is uh, brian and chico
0: brian from chico we're talking to you brother welcome to the show
7: Hey, thanks so much. Uh, yeah, I started collecting back in uh, 86 when I was 12 years old. Got the first uh, figure was Brody Piper, uh, Bendy, and then I was all about the LJNs after that. And uh, brother and I collected uh, 40 of those back then and uh, got from my parents in 12. started the collection back up in 2015, 2016, and completed it. And it's just crazy how much they've gone up in the last five, six years. I could, I could get a you know black card Andre for hundred bucks in 2015, Sergeant Slaughter for a hundred bucks, and now you're looking at uh, easily triple or more on some of those guys. So feel fortunate so Brian, to have the whole line now.
0: So in your brother's eyes, whose collection is this? Is it still a shared collection, or or have you taken ownership of the whole thing?
7: He let me have them all. Luckily, he wasn't as big a fan as I was. I was 12. He was uh, uh, eight and didn't uh, didn't follow wrestling as much. In fact, a few years ago for Christmas, I got him a Corporal Kirshner and a Randy Savage because when we first started watching, Corporal Kirshner was his favorite, and then it shifted to Savage. And so I give him the two figures, and he's like, well, who's this army guy? So, yeah, he, he, he's just... Uh, uh, not the fan I <laughs> am. So, you know, basically I took about, Oh, you know, from 93 till 2013, I didn't really watch. And then, uh, uh, about a year and a half ago, I got on Twitter and, uh, started up a, a page where I'll post. Now I post a, a picture out of PWI every day and do a big picture every day. And, and I, and then I found out you guys existed. My, my page is, uh, 80s wrestling fan and then i saw you guys are 80s wrestling so i didn't mean to step on your toes at all but uh but yeah every day i'll have something up there it's all these love brother yeah yeah usually i'll have uh ljns and uh, and then i've started collecting in the last year or so the uh the mattels but mainly just the old guys so uh, so that brian was the, do you, the golden era for me
0: do you have a favorite figure from your collection
7: yeah, in fact, we had a post on there last night. Um, the The eighty six uh, Roddy's always my favorite, but if, if it wasn't because Brody being my favorite, then then the Bundy to me is like the the classic LJN coolest figure out of them all. You know, the the grimace on his face isn't isn't uh, I don't know it's it's endearing, but just the the shape of him and and that that would be that'd be the favorite if not for if not for Roddy. So. The awesome. space sculpt was a little more like him, but I still love it. So
0: it's it's
1: a and great I wish I could figure. check out your store. Yeah, man. I was, if you're ever in the New Jersey area, definitely stop in. I, I have people from all around the United States that have been here so far that have either been up here on business or came up to visit friends and family. This other day, we had someone from uh, Alabama that was up here visiting uh, friends and family. So yeah, if you're ever in the New Jersey East Coast area, man, we'd love to have you.
7: Yeah, now do you guys keep a uh uh do you have your own separate collection where you you have every LJN, you have every Hasbro, and then you just sell the uh the doubles at the store or,
1: or is something out. where you
7: had to let go of those
1: uh let go of those uh, Here, wants? Here's the here's the thing. My, my wife is very in tune with my social media platform. She knows all about 80s wrestling. So I don't want her to stumble upon this week's episode. <laughs> I, I know she hasn't listened to it yet, but if she just happens to listen this week and I mention that my private stash I am in the back of my store, then she's going to really bitch me out. So I can't say anything about that. Brian, I, yeah, ask, no, him no all the time. I ask him about it all the
0: time because... As much as we love wrestling, it would be hard to see the kind of stuff come through the door that he gets to see and not want to hide it in the back for yourself. And so I ask him all that, the that's time. That's what he, I'm
7: saying. Like I, what he's keeping. I wouldn't want to let go. I wouldn't want to let go of that stuff. Like I, the only thing I don't have original in the L.J. collection is Boss Man's actual nightstick. But the damn thing, I wouldn't be able to tell the difference between you know an authentic one and a non. Sure. And I'm not yeah. going to pay the money for it. So, so I have one that looks—I don't know which line it's from—but it, it fits fine, and and I'm good with that. So
1: nice. Well, hey man, listen, I know this is probably your first time calling in. We we appreciate it, and we 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 enjoy talking to you. Definitely call in. We're live every Thursday at this time, so definitely tune back in and, and give us a call back in the future.
7: Yeah, totally. Hey. Uh- Thanks for talking, and uh, just kudos on the podcast, the signings, the store, everything. Uh, wonderful work out there and living the dream. So take awesome. care, guys.
1: Thank you so much, brother. Thank man. You, I Brian. It, man. Have a good one. You too. Take Well,
0: Tommy, it is t- 10 after the hour, which means we've been talking – for more than our 60-minute usual time slot, and you and I have not had a chance to say boo to each other as the calls just kept coming in, but that just speaks volumes to what kind of passion there is behind the collectibles, especially the action figures from this time area so it's been so much fun for me to listen to these callers share their collections share their their favorite action figures there might be a part two to this conversation coming down sometime in the future Tom. yeah
1: I, I think there's gonna have to be because i don't like you said we didn't say boo to each other we didn't even get a chance to even discuss our favorites or you know our, or experiences of me you know selling action figures in in a, in a wrestling store so yeah there's a ton of stuff we didn't even we didn't even scratch the surface of what we could talk about with this episode. So, yeah, this is something that will definitely bring back in the future. Real quickly, I, I do want to make mention that uh, one of the callers earlier, uh, I believe it was Eddie, said that he doesn't get any of his figures signed. Uh, I, I see a lot of the opposite. I see a lot of people sending in their figures to get – or maybe he meant the LJN figures because elites and classic superstars, a ton – a ton of people send those in to get signed. So I wanted to make mention if you ever have a figure that you want to get signed for any of our upcoming signings, you can actually send them in to the store. We can have them sign them either if they're appearing in the store or on our virtual signing, and then we'll ship them back to you afterwards. This weekend it'll be too soon to have boogeyman, but uh, on November 7th, we have Brutus, the barber, beefcake, and Greg, the hammer, Valentine. They're going to be appearing at the store and then the following day, November 8th, is our Monday Night Virtual with the Doctor of Style Slick. You know there's Slick LJN figures out there. And then on uh, November 13th, we have Eric Bischoff appearing at the store. So anyone that, has any order, anyone that has any figures of or other items of Beefcake, Valentine, Slick, or Eric Bischoff, shoot me over an email at 80s wrestling picks. At gmail.com, that's 80 wrestling P-I-C-S, at gmail.com. Also, send an email with your uh, feedback of any of our episodes. And also, if you have any uh, old wrestling figures or merchandise you want to sell to the store, uh, but if you have any figures that you want to get signed, we can can definitely do it for you. Uh, Again, it's Beefcake and Valentine on November 7th. Slick, November 8th, and Eric Bischoff, November 13th. And Again, the email is 80swrestlingpicks, P-I-C-S, at gmail.com.
0: And not that you asked, Tommy, but I'll give you my two cents on getting figures signed. Now, I will say, the newer figures, they come in boxes that have a really nice plastic flat window where when you have somebody sign it, it looks amazing. The LGNs have like the custom figure-shaped bubble-type wrap, which is harder to sign. But I've seen the cards get signed, and that looks awesome as well. Loose figures are a little harder to sign, but if you have a mint in box or mint on card figure, I don't think there's anything wrong with having the person sign it, especially if they do it in a nice paint marker that really pops off uh, the background color. I think it actually adds... Uh, a, a cool look to it. The stuff that I've seen get signed on your Monday night virtuals, when they sign on that, that bubble plastic, it always jumps off.
1: there. Oh, they yeah. super sharp. Yeah. It looks super sharp. Absolutely. I, 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 I see you're coming from there with the though, because the, the, the way the plastic was, was made out of it, it's hard. And then, and then the, the back, the background of a blue background of the LJNs, you need something to really pop it. Yeah. But it's yeah. a very
0: busy background.
1: Yeah, so I, I think, but like you said, the, the newer figure is the one that has the, you know, the, 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 the display window in, in front of most yeah. of them. They, they come out perfect, especially if you do, like, a, a, like uh, we have all, like, the, uh, we have all the paint pens, so like, a, a light green or a light blue or a light red. It really pops it nice. You guys had one. I'm trying to think who was signing, but they did a,
0: you must have had, like, a yellow paint pen, and that thing just oh, jumped yeah, out there. Yeah, it looked super sharp, and so... Uh, especially if it's somebody that you really admire or you look up to, or it's somebody that you really are a fan of having that signature
1: on there. I think it would kick up the collectible a little bit, in my opinion. Yeah, I think, I think so too. I, I, yeah, I, I I think that it's, I think definitely. So anyone out there that ever wants to get their finger signed, of any of our signings coming up, just shoot us over an email and, uh, we can definitely take care of it for you. Uh, Jay, that's about all for this. We're we're really over time. And, uh, you got to open the store,
0: man. You probably got customers lined up.
1: Let me let me look out. Oh man, there's 40 people out there. I wish there was. Um, I will say that uh, we are looking forward to our Halloween party this Sunday at the Wrestling Collector. If you live anywhere in the New Jersey area, stop on down. It is right on Route 23 in Stockholm, New Jersey. The boogeyman from the WWE will be appearing at the store from 2 to 5 p.m. We're going to do a Halloween costume contest, Jay, where you come dress as your favorite pro wrestler. Everyone comes dressed up, get the door prize. And we're gonna Ooh. be doing trick or treat bags for the kids. It'll be a fun day, man. So we'll be posting some of the costumes people are wearing on our Instagram page, probably late Sunday afternoon, early Sunday evening. I look forward to seeing those, and I can't wait to see what
0: costume Tommy himself comes dressed in.
1: You'll have to you have to uh, come Tuesday
0: to the, the store this
1: Sunday and say.
0: And then it's Sunday, so is Mommy Fiero gonna be in attendance?
1: <laughs> Mama Fiero works on Sundays, Jay, you know that. Even when there's there a signing, go. Mama Fiero be front and center. So
0: I can't wait to see a photo of Mama Fiero with uh, <laughs> the Boogeyman sharing a, a bucket of worms or something creepy for Halloween, man. I love That's that. that. It, th- see if you can get your mom to pose with him. That would be a, that would be uh, awesome. I love it.
1: I, I'm gonna ask my mom. Say, listen, mom, uh, Jay up in Jay from Minnesota knows you only work Sundays. He wants to know if this Sunday's okay if you put a, a mouthful uh, a handful <laughs> of worms in your mouth.
0: She doesn't have to put him in her mouth, man. Just to be in the photo with him would be enough for me.
1: Maybe, All right. I'll see what, I'll maybe see what I can a do.
0: Gummy worms or something.
1: I'll see what I can do. All, All right, Until right. then, we we will see you uh, this Monday, hopefully at the store if you're in the area. And then, again, this Monday is our virtual Spooktacular with Gang Girl and the Boogeyman, 7 to 10 p.m. on our uh, Facebook page, 80s Wrestling. You can order your photos now to be signed for you this Monday night by heading over to 80s WrestlingCon.com Gangrel and Crowbar this Monday night Jay I hope you and your family Have a great weekend I hope that uh, your your store is Just as busy as uh, mine is I, I know probably a zillion times More busier because you are The million dollar Minnesota man. <laughs> Boy, yeah. So uh, you guys Have a great week and we'll catch you there next week On 80s Wrestling <laughs> The Podcast